everybody, and welcome to Reheated, the Leftovers Podcast. This one covering uh, Season 3, Episode 7, titled, uh, very long title, <laughs> The Most Powerful Man in the World and His Identical Twin Brother. Uh, I'm the host, Mike Marbeck, and across from me... Rob Alessiani. And Jolie Darrow. Yes. Uh, we are Davidless, and we are Seanless uh, this week, uh, which means that it may not be as insightful... As <laughs> because of Sean. Because of Sean, yeah. Uh, no, It'll be shorter no. because David's not here. <laughs> no, David David offers a lot to the podcast. We missed them both dearly. Uh, more than I will offer at all tonight. Um, before we get into the uh, episode, uh, we have uh, a couple of reviews. Oh, yeah. Yes, a couple of reviews. Uh, one from Emily Louise, who uh, says it's almost as good as International Assassin. Which uh, maybe is another podcast, or is it? Uh, it is a reference to what he said in the. Oh, you think? Oh, it, maybe they have. That would mean the podcast. That would mean it would be a leftovers podcast that started season two. That's possible. We were there from day one, Mike. That's true, yeah. uh, and hated it. Hated for, it. For I episodes. liked it. Okay. <laughs> Go uh, back into the archives. It's there. Yeah, oh, All right. The, roll this. Roll this stone the, away. Cue the tape. Uh, and uh, from A. A. Vega, uh, quote unquote Anthony. Uh, and we thank you for your review. Uh, uh, Anthony, quote unquote Anthony, calls us a perfect companion. Oh, perfect companion to the thank show. Thank you, Anthony. Yeah, thank you very much. That means um, very much. Hang in there. We'll start talking about the show soon. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And uh, I guess I don't know. Maybe the Bible pages are still on the on the table for reviews. Yeah. Are we still going to sign a Bible? I'll yeah, sign what? Bible. Sign some. What, what sign were we whatever sign? religious text that you. What was the Bible passage we were we were going to sign? I think Sean had something, but then Sean was didn't know if he was he comfortable. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. Um, yeah. I'm going to uh, sign my favorite passage from uh, from Leviticus. We'll pick somebody next week. Uh, it's the last episode of the yeah. of the entire series, so do your best or your worst yeah. uh, at this point, people. Yeah. All right. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. First impressions, Julie. What you think? Oh man, there was a lot going on in this episode. I felt like every frame had just was full of information yeah. and ideas, but I loved it. I'm going to miss the show so much. Yeah. That is a very concise first impression. Thanks. Fantastic. Now to be followed. <laughs> what do you All got, right, Rob? Uh, I also love this. I, I loved this episode. It did have a lot going on. I don't know that I caught all of it. I usually don't with these until I go through the Reddit and see what smarter people say. Um, my big takeaway was the show very obviously... What was important to the, the characters tonight wasn't that they were looking for these answers, it was that they were asked to look for them by their loved ones. It didn't matter, you know, we'll, and we'll get into it. Sure. Try to be concise as well. <laughs> Yeah. Not bad. Uh, as for me, uh, I really don't know what to think. <clears throat> I'm not sure if I liked it or didn't like it tonight. Uh, I, as an overall part of the part of the story, it, it just seemed very, very well assembled, but also very jumbled at the same time. Yeah, it was a, it was an interesting uh, penultimate episode yeah, to the series for sure. We we did get the Kevin episode as we, we as we, we expected. Predicted. <laughs> yes, as predicted, here and only here. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, all right. So why don't we just, <laughs> just talk? About, yeah, just open talk it up. Yeah, talk about stuff. Oh man, 
Um, I just, I, I feel like, so I'm just going to talk more broadly about mm-hmm. the show for a second. I, I feel like The Leftovers is the proof that television can be just as important of an art form as film or books. Like, it's so theater. Liter- it, theater, it's so literary. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, like I said in my first impressions, like every tiny thing is like every tiny thing tiny frame is packed with information and like rob i wasn't even thinking about that message that you were saying about um you know people's loved ones sending them with questions rather than the people asking questions uh for themselves and it makes me think like man that that's such a broader idea of like what do we do for ourselves and what do we do? Yeah. Because, like, people expect things <laughs> of us. And I feel like that's just, like, in and of itself an important theme. Like, mm-hmm. what do we do because we're expected to do it? Like, yeah. and, and it gets to the even, like, more pointed issue is, like, do we just live because we're expected to live? That's, like, Kevin's whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's almost, like, staying alive because everyone wants him to stay alive. Yeah, I kept taking... My big takeaway from tonight was that, like, it, you know, the, the biggest moment for me was the really quick... Uh, parlay with uh, Christopher Sunday um, where he said, oh, do you think your dad can really, you think your dad can stop this flood? Yeah. No. Well, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was super important for him to be there. He was, you know, he went back into the uh, Underdark um, just for the purpose of asking this question, even though he knew this is all bullshit, but it's important to my dad, therefore it's important to me. Um, so yeah, there is kind of this, like, you could take the positive nature and say, i my 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 family, my loved ones are the most important thing in the world to me. They're more important than actually believing them. Mm-hmm. Or you could say this is all about codependency and just being like, uh, you know, I don't have a purpose if not to serve someone else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's more of this show giving us, um, showing us that it's not about a flood. It's not about figuring out what happened. It's about how people respond to each other when they feel like they're needed. And cope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you? <laughs> what do you think, know. Mike? Uh, I was just still thinking of like, why that, why is the world like that? The, the, the other world. Well, what's, so, the, what's the deal? So yeah. here is my takeaway. Um, there's sort of this idea of like, priming and like your pre-existing beliefs affecting priming the pump you know trump uh invented that saying what <laughs> uh, it's a thing from a couple weeks ago oh, one of the other non-stories yeah. anywho go ahead um but the idea that like your dream like people who believe in reincarnation and go like my, for example my dad is a very big reincarnation person he's very yeah into past lives he believes he was all these things in past lives and every couple of years he'll like go to a hypnotist and and usually he'll do it under the guise of like writing a story because my dad's a journalist (laughs) and he'll like get the paper to pay for him to like do uh hypnosis but he he has like theories about his past lives like for example he he wholeheartedly believes that he was a union soldier in the civil war um, and he has, like, XYZ explanation for why he believes that. And then when he gets hypnotized, he always does something that, like, confirms. Reinforces it's it. like Yeah, so it's like this, con- I think it's called confirmation bias. Confirmation bias. Where, sure. yeah. you know, 
The only reason in this episode Kevin ran into those specific people was because those were the people he was, in his brain, yeah. trained to see. However, he didn't know what Christopher Sunday looked like. He didn't know what the kids actually looked like. So there is that element of, like, fantasy, but 2%. I think... 2%. Yeah. yeah. As David, yeah. David has said that the show creators have said that if it's if there's if two percent of the population disappear, the show's allowed to be two percent yeah. fantasy. But I was surprised that Lori wasn't there. I was very shocked that he didn't run to, run into her, and I wonder if that was intentional. That like this is still not necessarily real. Mm-hmm. It might be what the creators are saying. Um, I I kind of felt like they were. It's definitely being portrayed uh, as this alternate. Uh, dream reality where the um, the guilty remnant aren't this fringe group anymore. They've they were man. There were a lot of parallels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, fringe groups taking yeah. over governments, starting yeah. <laughs> put, setting setting in motion the end of the world. Um, who knows? Uh, but just because you can. Yeah, yeah. Or, or a uh, man. How chilling was that? Like this is why they elected us. They don't know it. They just don't have the you know. They don't have the. The, yeah. the chutzpah, and they're to, doing it just, just so they don't wake up and and you know are and then nothing annoyed happened. that nothing happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was. So to see really? like the alternate reality, uh, guilty remnant is now. Yeah, we we didn't say anything and we smoked a lot. We thought that was stupid, mm-hmm. so we stopped. And now, so I it's I guess my question for that, it's a dream world, so I don't know how much of it is is even worth talking about, but. Yeah. Um, so what were their core beliefs that just, there is no God, there's nothing, no family. there's no family that all of this is, 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 is pointless. Yeah. So let's end it as quickly as possible. Um, but one, another thing that really stuck with me, um, was I thought that oh god where was it I'm scanning say so, somebody say something else while I'm thinking Liv Tyler's face yeah not Liv to- oh god that yeah jeez walked in like Bram Stoker walked in like there. like <laughs> you're careful for the way you cut yourself you're so clumsy <laughs> I never drink wine uh, yeah she looked she looked like something right out of that like uh, didn't expect to see her at all no no I was when. Uh, when he was asking who the vice president was, I was expecting Lori. Rob was expecting Nora. I was expecting Nora. But it was it was Link. Meg. Meg. Um, I, the, the the moment I was thinking of was um, right as you know after he extracted the the little key. Oh, we little bike key. We didn't do right by Nora, or we, we messed yeah, it up with we, Nora. We fucked it up with we Nora. fucked it up with Nora, and I was like, yeah, these are the things that really matter relationships how you treat people how you how you cultivate and nurture your your friendships and and relationships that's what matters that that's what he was thinking on his alternate twin deathbed um not about the end of the world not about any of this other stuff but like yeah we we really messed it up with that one girl straddling himself and pulling out a key to end the world. Boy, did he cut low on that. I guess he had to reach under the ribs. That's yeah. probably why he did yep. that. Yeah, Those said under Kevin the... twins were so cute. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's great because, like, Kevin fans out there got both Kevins. Oh, uh, yeah. You, you get Beardy Kevin or Clean Kevin. I don't yeah. know which I like more. I like Beardy Kevin. I think it looks great. I, I watched uh, Star Trek all day today. Which one? Um, 
I watched uh, four TNG. Oh, you watch you watch movies. Uh, seven, which was Generations. Uh huh. Uh, and then I was watching First Contact a little... And it, just thinking of beards always reminds me of Star Trek and, and Riker. Riker. Yeah. yeah. Beardless or beard... Yeah, yeah I, I feel like bearded Riker is clearly the better oh, Riker. for sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, these are people who don't think much about their kids, do they? Like, in that moment, you would expect Kevin to be thinking about... Jill to be thinking about Tommy to be thinking about all these other people mm-hmm. and he who is he thinking about he's thinking about himself mm-hmm. and he's thinking about mm-hmm. Nora yeah I mean I think uh, around that Jill has always from what we could tell proven herself to be pretty self yeah uh, sustaining reliant yeah, yeah. Um, pretty independent yeah um, that works uh, and th- I mean, I'm okay with him not necessarily thinking about about her. Yeah, um, I just don't. How did this sit with you guys as a second to last episode of an entire series? How much are we looking for them to wrap up story? How much have they already wrapped up? Are we just looking for them to like? That's a question. I feel like after I see next week, I can answer. Yeah, uh, I don't think I can answer that right now because everything is just so jumbled um, for me. Yeah. Um, David or Sean, if they're listening, yeah. maybe like, what are you talking about? Jumbled. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's uh, what I. That this is one of those episodes of television that gives me anxiety that I'm not smart enough to <laughs> yeah, watch TV like yeah. this. I'm literally going like, I'm saying this right now, and I'm thinking I haven't checked Reddit, I haven't read the things. Someone out there is going like, oh, what a yeah. clear, what a clear message they're sending, and I'm going, and it's just well, whooshed I over think, my head. I'm sure the International Assassin podcast is all over. Yeah. It. Oh man, they have yeah. they have correspondence in it's several so, cities. It's so good. I think. I don't know. I kind of. I think maybe you guys are overthinking. Oh, one hundred percent. Because I feel like there was a clear message. The whole thing was about him try, having to assassinate himself and assassinate a part of himself um, that was sort of like the death wish, right? Um, the assassin. But, yeah, and he had to basically decide in that last moment, like. Are we staying or are we going back to live our lives? And in the very end, you know, Kevin Sr. asks, now what? Yeah. And Which, because are they, like, that looked like the day after. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. Like, it kind of looked mm-hmm. like, for all that, which is which is par for the course of the show, it's not about the day. It's about the nothing happened. Just like in just like earlier yeah. in the season, waiting on the roof of the church and nothing happened. Right. You yeah. know, this is the great disappointment. Yeah, again. and I I think it's it that gets to the core of it and it gets to the core of like not just this world but the core of like humanity itself. Like we live our lives like there's this great like epic moment happening. Yeah. Um like even I experience it all the time where I'm like, Well, I'm young and like something's gonna there's gonna be a crescendo and everything's gonna like make yeah. perfect sense one day, but like I don't think anything. Yeah, it's just life. And then the next day is Tuesday, living. and what do you do? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And I think that's sort of. I, I mean, I think I loved this episode. I feel like it gets to the heart of the series, which is like nothing means shit except for it. the little things. Like the things that you make mean something mean mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. but yeah. everything else is just life, and it's random. Yeah, I don't know. This this one spoke to me. <laughs> How, how about the uh, how about the gospel heart. according to Nora at the end there the book of Nora mm-hmm. 
what is the question? What did you think? What did you, it was a short passage. Can you form it in the phrase? Oh, is that what that was from? Mm-hmm. The, the Book of Nora? That's what I took. That's how, that's how I interpreted that. The Book of Nora, the Gospel according to Nora. Uh, as he's being forced to read it from mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was good. I think that the for last... me, that was one of the more interesting moments yeah. of, the, of the, the episode. I think the last episode is titled The Book of Nora. Is yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I guess this will be a Nora-centric last episode. That's interesting that they'll go to Nora again. She's yeah. probably, I mean, character. for me, she's the most interesting character. She's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she is transitioning from, in this show, she's transitioning into her Fargo character. <laughs> um, which, if you haven't seen in season three of Fargo, she's in it and I she's fantastic. Seen season three yet. Uh, also surprising, she only has like 10,000 Twitter followers. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So you've got over a tenth of her Twitter followers. About, yeah. So that's, no. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, it was also interesting, an interesting move She's that, too busy getting actual gigs and caring <laughs> yeah, about her social media presence. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting that the Australian Kevin was his, like, Secret Service. That was yeah, a nice flair. that was cool. Yeah, a bunch of people popped up. Um, oh, the Dog, dog Catcher. Dog Catcher was there. That those those moments feel very lost to me. Lost the series. Yeah. Like that that this I, I was getting a lot of like the others. Um I was getting a lot of overtones of lost. It was like a fine wine. I was getting notes of lost, <laughs> yeah. notes of um inception. Um I thought that what else stuck out to me in this episode? Um For me one of the things that stuck out was the very beginning, the conversation yep, about what to do after yeah. after Stuffed death. Me. Uh, and she's like, uh, I want you to, you want me to grow a beard. Oh, uh, do I? I'm the one that's going to have to have sex have to with that abomination. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that goes back to the, the whole thing we opened up with, which is he, now we know he clearly grew a beard because Nora wanted him yeah, to grow that a did, beard. Yeah, that didn't answer the, why did, why did Kevin grow a beard question? Well, because mm-hmm. Nora, yeah, yeah. It, it goes sometimes back to like. Sometimes you, sometimes you do facial hair because your partner <laughs> partner wants it. It's a good beard. It's a great beard. He looks much better. He looks much better with a beard. I thought, um, what I found was very interesting was that she, when he, let me, so, so so you're Nora. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're Nora. You've been in a situation where your entire family, uh, was, uh, disappeared. Um, and... I always want to say disapparated. Yeah, they disapparated. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Your entire family uh, left during the departure, departed, and the guilty remnant one morning puts a bunch of fake stuffed people Mm -hmm. in their place. Yeah. And now you're in a bathtub having fun, fun, maybe post or pre pillow talk with your with your partner, and he says, "I'm going to be stuffed." And your immediate reaction isn't like, fuck you. Like, honestly, you know what happened. Like, yeah. she's like, she's like, ooh, we'll grow a beard first so I can have sex with your stuffed body. Yeah. I was like, ooh, really? That, I don't know that that would, that wouldn't be my first response. Yeah. But interesting that he wanted to do something that he would still be there in some form and yeah. she wanted to be gone. Yeah. Yeah. Which is exactly what's going on in this show right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, she's going to do, potentially, go through with something that means she will be yeah. Gone, no trace. And he's still, and he's back, but maybe not completely whole. Maybe not completely whole because he killed maybe the part of him that was chasing the chasing oblivion. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and they kind of 
the the Kevins identical Kevins uh, kind of said <laughs> as much. There were some moments tonight's episode that were just like, man, you are really good at injecting humor into like the most tense situations. Uh, 69, 69. <laughs> Come on. Put your penis in there. <laughs> okay. Called it. Yes. Uh, in an amazing act of... I didn't actually think it was going to happen, but as soon as that thing flipped out, I said, and, and uh, Mr. President, this is where you put your penis. And then they literally <laughs> said, this is where you put your penis, and I lost my mind. Drop yeah. the penis in there. It's like, what? Um, we missed out on like 10 minutes listening to Rob Cheer. Yeah, yeah. Over that yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's about 10 seconds. Um, <laughs> but come on, who's... That's not... What was that? Yeah. What a weird thing to do in yeah. the middle of a show that had tense moments. Uh, I was going to say that when the Kevins were... Uh, um, when he was taking the chip or the key out yeah. of him, uh, take this thing out of me, so don't I don't have to come back. Yeah. So, so, we, I don't, so, so neither of us have to come back to this place yeah. ever again. Um, I forget the point of me saying it um, just now, but uh, it was relevant a couple. Um, ago. Well, it, it it probably had to do with that they're both coming to terms with like this. It, this felt like the last time it was like this is a fun. He's like I don't know. I never felt more alive than when I was completely separated from all my worldly mm-hmm. um, yeah. responsibilities and things. I've never felt more alive. And this was literally yeah. him killing that part of him yeah. and saying like I got responsibilities. Like I can't just I can't just keep yeah. wrapping trash bags around my head to try to get back to this place where I have to forget everything. So now it's like let's not do this anymore. It's almost like giving up an addiction or, mm-hmm. or, or giving up like a hobby because your family's got to come first now. He's yeah. putting away childish things. Another biblical reference. Yeah. Um, Jesus, put away your childish things. But I want to build these. <laughs> put it away. I like Lego. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, what is he getting back to? Right, because that's my question. Because Laurie is uh, gone. Uh, Nora is going gone. Yeah. Gone girl. Gone girl. She's gone girl. She's gone gone. Uh, it's a good question. I mean, he does have this, like, makeshift family in Michael and John, and he's got his dad. And, and that was a, that was a, I love you, I love you too. That was probably something that didn't sound like it's been said for a while. Um, yeah. In a lot of ways, like, this, if you, like, did the the relationship arc of this show, the most consistent, like, upswing one is Kevin and... Kevin Jr. and Kevin Sr. Uh, other <coughs> other relationships are kind of squiggly and then have fallen off, but, like, Kevin Jr. and Kevin Sr., especially this last season, yeah. and especially just the last couple episodes, um, <clears throat> are really kind of there for each other. I feel like in the past couple of episodes, we have seen, like, the family... the familial bonds kind of strengthen. We see, you know, Michael and John... Mm-hmm. Um, since Laurie kind of went and did her own thing, we see Kevin and Kevin, we see, um, Matt and Nora, you know what I mean? Like that, that has never been a particularly strong relationship in the show. And I think the show is sending some sort of message about at the end of the day, what, who else do you have? You you barely have them, but you do have them. Mm -hmm. Um, and which is fascinating because there's always, you know, the GR saying, you know, family doesn't exist. You have Evie saying family doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And at the quote-unquote end of the world, who do you turn to? To yeah. family. What the hell was Evie singing when she came through the crowd in the Underdark? Oh. Uh, it was another... There were Love several, something. like, Motown... Oh, yeah. Love, Love will keep... Oh, it was uh, Captain and Tennille. Yeah, yeah. Love will keep... Captain and Tennille. Uh, uh, yeah. 
God, that was so weird. Yeah. So in that one, she's the only one that's not guilty remnant. She's the... And in that world, the rest of her family was killed yeah. by the guilty remnant in an airstrike. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. Did she so have weird. So weird. this... Her shirt said, I remember, or never for... Was it, uh, I remember. I remember. Yeah. Was it the same... I don't remember. I, I, I don't remember. <laughs> was it the same thing she was holding up at Good Day Mel- Melbourne? Uh, she had a poster that said something. Oh God! It might have been the I same. I don't remember. Thing. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> um, one of the things I wanted to bring up, and this is just more of a quick point, um, relevant to the show, but not necessarily to the episode, uh, and that is. I doubt that we're going to get any Mary next episode in the final episode of the season. And I just want to go on record as saying that I believe that they've wasted a very talented actress yes, uh, throughout the course of this show. No, actually, I think next week, the last episode of the whole yeah, entire series is going to be a Mary-centric. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, new life. Yeah. Her and baby Noah, is that his name? And then, and then right at the end, it's going to cut to Kevin Jr. and Cena on the beach and go... Oh crap! A monster, and then that's it, and then the yeah. show's over, and then there was a monster. Yeah, uh, and then Kevin. It was Cthulhu. Wakes up. I've always thought this is. Uh, I'm digressing here. No, uh, this podcast <laughs> is a digression. Um, I've always thought the best possible ending for Game of Thrones would be. <laughs> that's a big dead okay. I'm, right. I'm jumping podcasts yeah. here. Triceratops um, with lasers. The yeah. best possible ending. <laughs> Would be if just winter won, like if the what are they called? The, the White Walkers. The White Walkers just took over the world. I always thought that would be like the most beautiful nihilistic ending that would happen on the leftovers, but I don't think it would happen. God, if this if this ends up being a weird cross promotion, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like to take place in the same universe. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. Um. What else? What else stuck? Um, oh, but go, wait, wait, going back to um, Mary, I mean, that that ties into the fact that, you know, he's lost his wife, he's lost his son, but he still has his sister, yeah. John Jameson. Yeah. 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 Um, Christopher Eccleston. Good guy. Good, yeah, very good actor. Uh, hmm. Uh, so... When he does, just some other small points from the from the episode. Uh, he gets to the other side, is dragged ashore by a very big, a Russian. seemingly Russian oh, yeah. fella uh, who kicks him in the face, uh, and then is immediately shot dead yeah. by the by dog, dog catcher. catcher. Um, and the, we also have him talking in the earpiece to the guy from the bridge and the karaoke club. Mm-hmm. Um, God calls him the most yeah God yeah because uh, that was funny too um, I'm in love with someone I'm in love with God I love you too <laughs> yeah. tell her I said hello yeah <laughs> what's, he, what's he saying um, I got things to do yeah uh, I think that in that moment that was like Kevin taking back some some agency he took the earpiece out and stopped following orders mm-hmm. and kind of went his own mm-hmm. way Shot the um, egg in the uh, in the chest. In the old, in the old, yep, in the old bread box. Uh, <laughs> I thought that what was the, what was the Russian? What was that? Like some of the stuff, I'm just trying to figure out the 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 symbolism. Well, that was that was the whole reason that they were launching. Okay. The 
the nuke. They were saying that if they launch, yeah, if they will launch ours, they'll (laughs) launch theirs, and that's it. Bada bing, bada boom, bada bing, bada boom. The reflection was um, so that's kind of how he drifted between both Kevin's. Um, Yeah, and that's like a classic. I feel like dream trope that you can't look at yourself, you can't see your own reflection. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Or look at and horror uh, things in general. Horror movies. Uh, you can't look at electronics. Yeah, that's a whole thing. That I, did you ever see that movie Waking Life? It's Linklater. Um, it's like rotoscope. Uh, it's just about dreams, and it's um, they say that the if you are in a dream, to always test out the lights. Try switching on a light because, like, electric stuff doesn't work. So you mean, like, if you're having a lucid dream or you have some control over yourself? Or if you think, like, you think you might be dreaming, check a light. So there's... I'm always flying. In lucid dreams? Yeah. I I had myself pretty well trained to lucid dream for a while. Yeah, when I was... When I was very newly sober, it was like I was just looking for crap to do. I was volunteering a ton of hours at a, at a food bank, going to a lot of meetings, and, and I was just like reading stuff online, and I was like, oh, lucid dreaming. Interesting. Uh, and the different techniques. Um, one of the ways that you do it is, uh, I, I don't do this anymore, but you, you do these, uh, you do these um, checks uh, periodically through the day. You do things that you would only be able to do if you were actually awake so that you can very much establish that you are awake. So then you can repeat these things mm-hmm. in a dream. And then when it doesn't happen, you'll know that you're dreaming, but you won't <laughs> wake up. And then you can just, like, do whatever you want. Hmm. Yeah, just fly. Yeah. Pretty much just fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, also really, I also really like bounding. Like, like I wouldn't necessarily just, like, soar. I would, like... Like, big, huge like, ju- Just big, Super huge Mario jumps. Super Mario Brothers like, 2 yeah. Luigi jumps. <laughs> do those, like, I Thor mean, stomps. Game Genie jumps. Mm-hmm. Anytime I recognize I'm in a dream, I wake up immediately. Yeah. yeah. It takes training. Uh, we won't get into uh, the sleep paralysis. <laughs> oh, no, that's oh. the worst. <laughs> I have sleep paralysis. Uh, Very... I have sleep paralysis with the hallucinations. That's yeah, the worst. I have it, too. Yes, it is. That's and the it's, worst. It's quite terrible. Um... I feel you. But uh, that's another thing where if it it used to terrify me, um, but now it it, when it does happen, I know that it that it's happening. Yeah. Um, And it's so fucking creepy. The worst. You always see the devil. Amazingly creepy. Um, But it doesn't. uh, This is being dream talk with the the folks of the The SRM network. (laughs) Um, Anywho, back to the leftovers dream side of things. Um, Yeah. So he. uh, Drops his penis into the, uh, the old <laughs> scanner there. Uh, bloop, bloop, bloop. Uh, asking the favorites. When they were asking him the favorites, like, what's your favorite Godfather movie? Godfather Part 2. Godfather Part 2. Um, what are the other things? Uh, pet. Who was your pet? Yeah. I didn't know what my mother yeah. was. Yeah. Nice. And well done. Who's, who's your, your secretary of defense? Yeah. State. Or defense? Defense, defense yeah. Defense? Uh, Patty, what's her face? Um, Eleven. Yeah. Meg, yeah, Meg was the VP. The Fisher Protocol. Yeah, which I looked up is not a thing. Not a thing. Uh, I was like, that seems like just crazy <laughs> enough to actually do that. And no, but I think, I don't know that it was called that, but I do, I vaguely remember hearing people talk about that being something like that needing to be the case when it comes to nuclear. I love war. the way Kevin responded, like, you know about that? So this was the exact, <laughs> this was it. the exact opposite of the, um, the moral dilemma that was yeah. presented, right? You right. kill one person to save many. Now you have to kill one person to kill many. Um, in order to justify 
doing this thing that's going to be very, de- you know, you, you either way you have to know that this comes with great consequence. You have to at least do that. You have to at least be able to do this one little consequence now mm-hmm. to even possibly think that it's the right thing to do for yeah. for the greater. Do you good. think that the what's it called the Fisher? Paradox? No, no. the... Fisher-Stevens? F- protocol. No, protocol. I think that's a thing Kevin made up in his, like, real life. Like, what if? Like, it's just a theory he has. <laughs> like he said it, like, drunk at college. Like, what do you yeah. think? Yeah. And then it's it just showed up. Checklist. In, yeah. So I don't know. It was when he's dreaming. I have, I have a... I have a roller coaster theory I've made up. Please, please do it. <laughs> okay, so Wait, a roller coaster. It's theory? called. I call it the roller coaster theory, and it's and, <laughs> right. and most people disagree with me on this. It it, it goes back to like a, a utilitarian principle, something we've talked about a lot on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the idea that okay, so imagine you're at a theme park, uh-huh. and you are with a partner. Where are you at? Theme park. Yeah, what theme park? World? All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm probably Six Flags. All right. I'm New gonna Jersey. go. I'm gonna do Six Flags just for, for this. That's fine. Specific. I've been there. I've been there. I can only reference. Okay. So you're at Six Flags Grand Adventure, and um, you have to stay with your partner. You are partnered up, and one person really wants to go on a roller coaster. The other person is terrified. It'll make them miserable. Uh, they don't want to go. My theory, you always go with the person who doesn't want to go on the roller coaster. And I'll tell you why. It's because the going on the roller coaster will make that person more miserable than it'll make the other person happy. I understand what you're saying. So It's the same thing with parties, too. You can apply it to parties. Like, going to a party, not going to a party. So let's say both are baseline. They're just that they're both exactly content. Mm -hmm. Uh, If both go on the roller coaster, the person who is baseline uh but wants to go on the roller coaster will jump to like really really excited Mm -hmm. and the person who doesn't want to go will drop to miserable terrified terrified miserable miserable, ruin the whole day if you don't do it the person will be will remain baseline maybe even tick up to a little happy because they got their way yeah and the other person might drop below they're a little disappointed yeah no i and people yeah. disagree with you on that yes because that's pretty most people i talk to disagree with me because they're like well, you just don't like roller coasters. I'm like, no, well, it's, not not about, it's not about the roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, no, that's... The, you just don't like uh, wooden roller coasters. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just don't like you cancer. Don't like, that's true. Like I don't... Okay, to be fair, I don't like roller coasters, but... I love roller coasters. But... So I, it is utilitarian. So the greater good, the, the most net good is... Is the one you go I think with. that's pretty irrefutable. I wouldn't... Uh, I wouldn't go on the roller coaster, but it would be mostly because I'd assume that that person would vomit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, <laughs> but you're Mindless. the first people I've talked to who are like straight up. You're right. I think you're. I don't even know how there's much of an argument. Uh, you know who gets really mad at me about this? Uh, Molly Scullion. Really? Got really mad at me for this. Friend of the show. What really was her point? Loves, she just loves roller coasters. Yeah. Well, that's that's totally. <laughs> I love roller coasters. I love roller coasters. Uh, I would I be know, very dis. I know her. I know her well. <laughs> And I'm almost positive that if she was put in that position, she would not get on that road. I coaster. think so too. I agree. Uh, she, 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 she could always go back later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the theory I came. The up roller coaster with. protocol. Um, <laughs> yeah, it would also depend on which roller coaster. If it was like Batman, the roller coaster back in the day, which was the first roller coaster <laughs> I ever went on that had loops. 
very exciting. Um, yeah. I haven't been to a, a theme park in a while. We should plan a trip. We should plan a water cooler trip. Maybe we'll bring some fans. We won't. Some what? Get out of our lives, fans. Oh, they said pans. <laughs> Maybe we'll bring some pans and Ooh. just make an omelet in the parking lot. It was just pans. Um, uh, what are we... What haven't, what haven't we discussed and or what... What will... I, I, I don't know that I have any delusions that we're going to get some neat and tidy wrapped up story. I don't, I don't think, think we need it. I don't think we necessarily even want it. I don't think we will. We are going to revisit why Nora was Bizarro Nora in the first episode, right? <coughs> Explain. She was yeah. in oh, uh, Australia. the very end yeah. of the first episode. Explain. What's yeah. happening? Uh, Where are we? Do you know someone named Kevin? And she just goes, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin! Um... <laughs> Yeah, so I guess that's my question. Knowing that we're probably not going to get some neat wrapped up little story, and nor that, and we might not even want it. Yeah, what do we want out of this last episode to make us be like? I guess I put shows like uh, like Breaking Bad to me had a stellar series finale. Yeah, um, shows like The Sopranos I thought very good, but controversial, and some people thought it was a bullshit cop out. Um, and then there's shows like Dexter, which pretty universally panned as being an awful, terrible, no good, very bad. Pans. Pan. I so like, where, <laughs> so where, what would make this, what would make this satisfactory or even uh, a, Breaking Bad level of? Here's a crazy, <coughs> crazy thing to say. This, for all intents and purposes, could have been the last episode for me. Like, I think this did everything it needed to do. I don't disagree. And if the, yeah. it had ended tonight, I would not have batted an eye. Yeah. What if the very last episode was nothing other than just some supreme deity talking, like, <laughs> in, in a personified way, like, yeah. I think I'm going to take, I think I'm going to, like, knock 2% back. I feel like it's, a, like it's losing weight. It's like an it upside-down, Patty-centric episode yeah. following her as Secretary of Defense. And it's all shot in, Get like, an old fixed. 50s sitcom, and there's a laugh track. <laughs> yeah. And I would love it. Uh, like, do we want... Wait, wait, that's very silly, but would we want them to go super weird? Like, super... Even, I want yeah. something even Perfect Strangers-related. Oh, God, yes. I would love that. What if they just show the season finale, or the series finale of Perfect Strangers as the last episode of Leftovers? I'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it yeah. didn't get the the, the needed attention uh, because, if I remember correctly, Perfect Strangers started on ABC <laughs> and then finished on CBS. Did it? Uh, almost positive. Uh, and it was just a very uh, lackluster ending to a pretty great show. Pretty, pretty great pretty. show. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, you can do that. Show I, me the, the last episode of Perfect Strangers. I would like to just see... Um, I think I would like to. I just want to feel what the characters are feeling. That's all I want. I don't necessarily want. I want this to be a like. Let's not go for some jokes. Let's not go for super. Just give me like grounded, patient processing of whatever's going on. You don't need to wrap anything up, but that's what I would like. I would like almost like like a kind of. Tuesday afternoon kind of episode, like just mundane. Now this is after, yeah. Uh, and yeah. like, what do we do? Almost as if like Checking this in. could be this could be the start of a new show, yeah. or, or um, yeah. I think that's perfectly feasible because that is the whole point. Of, 
this show is mm-hmm. it's just like this isn't about an event it's about what happened after the event mm-hmm. it's just like the day-to-day lives of these people it mm-hmm. just so happens it's quite heightened but um yeah i don't think again i this would have been fine this last episode was the perfect wrap because it's not i never watched lost because people always told me like the last the end of it just ruined it for them so it's like i don't need why to. start it yeah, yeah why start first it? two seasons are very good television mm-hmm. yeah and just the fact that and one all, of the best pilots uh first episode certainly out there, yeah certainly one of the best pilot episodes yeah. of all time um but like this was weird and clearly metaphorical without ma- confusing me mm-hmm. um I don't know. I, I yeah, it would have been fine with you know just being it. I'm not gonna watch the last episode. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> wow, well, guys, hot takes. Hot takes. Ooh, I don't taking, need it. Taking a stand. That's all I got. I don't think I have any more insights. Yeah, I don't think I have. Uh, I don't know that I offered any to begin with. <laughs> um, um, but I don't have any left as as is. Uh, Jolie, any more hot takes? No, I just think that this show is just about humanity it's about like people being people and just people it's pretty like the thing and i wasn't on the podcast last week and i didn't listen to last week's podcast sorry guys this podcast is just about um, people being people too <laughs> well some people have other things oh, okay that's no, really mean that was oh mean, my that was god mean, like, mean hot. oh my god hot. um i live in a cot at mike's house and i'll thank you not to make me feel bad about that <laughs> um I don't remember. What was the last thing I was saying? You threw yourself off the track. Oh. Um, I think it's really interesting that they... Oh, last week. I thought it was weird that Lori, like, did what she did. Because I was like, nothing's... I don't understand. Like, this is... We're led to believe this is some sort of apex. Like, some sort of climax of the show. Like, this end of the world things happening and nothing had nothing has signaled that whatsoever that the end of the world is coming other than it being the seventh anniversary like seven being some sort of biblical number yeah that's kind of um, a lot of significance it kind of it kind of felt very similar to in harry potter when whether you i'm oh, yeah. a harry potter fan oh, sure yeah. i always thought it was very funny and abrupt when they're talking about the horcruxes and I think it's Dumbledore is like, well, we'll assume there's seven, and there's no other explanation other than seven's a magical number. Well, uh, if I may, okay. Uh, Welcome to Potter Talk, in, talking yeah. Potter in uh, the potting hat. In the memory mm-hmm. that Slughorn shares, yes, uh, it uh, Thomas Tom Riddle mm-hmm. says as much. Does uh, he? What if it was broken up into seven? Hmm. You're listening to the podcast that must not be named. Uh, and the reason I know this is because I watch Harry Potter Weekend almost every time I it's on. I don't know if in the book, though, he says that exactly. You're listening I to seem- Podsmead. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's been a really long time since I've read the sixth book, but I seem to remember being like, where did that number come from? That is a very... Anyway, my point being... You're listening to the pod who lived... <laughs> My point being... American Pottercast. <laughs> that uh, it, it feels very extreme for these people to be like... I, I understand why they're feeling heightened emotions surrounding the anniversary, sure, but sure, nothing's sure. actually happening. It's yeah. this very arbitrary date. Mm-hmm. So are you saying you didn't like 
Laurie suicide? I loved that episode. I did. Okay. But I just thought that it was, it felt very strange to me that she decided to kill herself then, as opposed to any other time. You're listening like, to Avada Podabra. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, that's one small thing, uh, Harry Potter related, now that you've brought that up. Uh, that always bothered me in Chamber of Secrets. Uh, when Lucius uh, Avada tries to Avada Kedavra Harry Why? Uh, because it was like he, he frees he frees Dobby mm-hmm. uh, and then he just like in front like oh, everybody yeah, ev- yeah right in the middle of uh, uh, Hogwarts and everything he's just gonna Avada Kedavra Harry Potter right there no he's not so that always just kind of annoyed me. Mm-hmm. Anywho. You're going to do it? Albus Dumblepod. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to throw it over to you for another one. Um, <laughs> so I, got, I got a dozen more. I liked, uh, I liked the, the the way that she went out. Yeah, I liked um, it too. I think that it made sense within the context of the, of the uh, leading up to things. Not necessarily the overall uh, seventh anniversary kind of yeah. thing. So much as just her own storyline. Mm-hmm. Um She's uh she's been through a lot over the last few few years. Seasons. Yeah, over the last I'm three still seasons. Just, I, or six years, I guess it would I be. I guess I'm just still not convinced that like I don't know. We'll see. That she's dead. I think she's dead. I think she probably is, but I don't I wouldn't be surprised if she wasn't. Everyone else yeah. seems pretty like definitively like, Oh yeah, that was her killing herself and, and I And Kevin like, <clears throat> does keep coming back to life. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so there's there's that. Uh, yeah. You had Michael and John um, sleeping, waiting for him to, uh, wait, expecting him to wake up. Um, he didn't wake them. Uh, <clears throat> they was going to wake up and think he departed. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's gone. Um, but that was another fun thing is when everybody woke up from the dinner. Uh, oh, hell, it happened. Your fucking wife drugged us. That's what the fuck happened. Yeah. Uh, we're going to miss it. We're all going to die because the flood's here. <laughs> It's today. We gotta. We gotta do this. Yeah, that was funny when they pulled him out of the water. He's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I thought we'd do it together." I, I, I don't know. You started without me. I wanted to do the Duncan. Yeah. Um, a couple more lines, and it's just going to turn into Cosby. Like Cosby. It, was getting, it was getting there pretty quick. We were hurtling towards Cosby Town. Yep. A place that uh, we no longer live. No, not at all. Not at all. Philly has uh, pretty much thrown him out. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> He's Norristown's uh, problem now. Yes. Um, uh, I'm excited. Yes. This is a great, this is a great, see, I, I, you know what I want? I just don't want them to ruin it. Like, just whatever you do right now, you have not one like episode it. left. You're not ruin it for me. You have not one episode show. left. <laughs> don't, spo- don't, don't, and, and I have all, I have no reason to believe that they would. They've, they've, they've. They have navigated these waters with a very deft, uh, deft steering hand, and and I have nothing but faith that they'll hashtag that they'll crush it. Not my finale. Oh, all right, you're listening to weird hashtag yeah. guests. Um, um, I as as much of a fan of the paranormal and magical aspects of things. I kind of don't want that in this final episode, no. and part of me thinks that we're going to get some. Part of me thinks we're going to get a little bit. We're not going to get a reason. We're not going to get another mass. Uh, you know what could be very interesting? No, we don't see anyone that we've currently seen, and all we see is from the moment of the departure, wherever everybody else ended up, and what happened in one day, like that on would day be one. Really? And like cool. we and we don't see Kevin once. We don't see anybody else. That was their last episode, and now we're going to show you one episode of. We're actually going to show you what happened. We're not going to explain it. 
We're not going to give rhyme or reason to it, but we are going to show it to you so that you can interpret it the way you wish. I'd be, I would like I'd that. Be cool would, with and then Nora shows up at the end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure. If that happens, I get more points than penis trivia. Uh, what? <laughs> more points than, than penis predictions. Okay. Uh, Jolie, what do you have coming up? Um, uh, boy. 18... A boy. A boy. <laughs> a boy. So I have a boy. <laughs> a boy. Uh, 1816 a boy. Improv at Philly Improv Theater, uh, most Saturday nights at 10 o'clock. Um, also, if you're trying to learn about sketch comedy, take my class. And you got 24 hours to sign up for sketch with 101 with Jolie Darrow and save 50 bucks. Yeah. It's 50 bucks uh, Wednesdays. Go to fitcomedy.com for that and uh, for that code. You're going to use a code at checkout and it is Memorial Day Fit, P H I T S 3 2017. It is right. Just go to the site. It's go on to the, the front site. page. Good Lord. It's on the front page. <laughs> and it'll also be in the doobly doo. And the diddly doo, yeah. Um, Didgeridoo. Yep. Uh, this is Rob. I'm at, I'm at Brotherly Rob on Twitter. Uh, RobAlessiani.com for all information on how I can help you do whatever you want to do in improv comedy. Um, I'm in where uh, Thank You Places um, Improvised Musical every first and third Friday at the Philly Improv Theater. Uh, more details at fitcomedy.com. Yeah, I, I'm teaching uh, Tuesdays. Uh, I have a, a one-on-one class if you're looking to get into improv starting next Tuesday. Um, I think there are still a couple spots left. It's pretty June it's, 6th. It's doing pretty well, couple but I think spots. there are a couple spots. But there, uh, I'll, I'll just plug everyone. If if that time doesn't work for you, or if it does sell out, sign up for a class. It's the best thing I ever did. Um, other than that, put me in your put me in your uh, improv. Fan yeah, put me in your fan. Yeah, please please send us fan fiction. Cool. And this is oh, Mike. Oh. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike Marbeck. Uh, you can go to watercooler.com, W O O D E R C O O L E R com for this podcast and the other ones we do as the one Julie mentioned earlier Stark Raven Mad at Game of Thrones podcast which will be back again yeah. for another episode soon uh, and the show will be back of course July uh, speaking of which on July 18th 10pm uh, we're doing a live episode which is two days after the premiere of season 7 uh, so that will be plugged uh, next week and on all the other podcasts that we do leading up to that and that's at the Philly Improv Theater where I also teach uh, so uh, I don't have an intro class coming up, so take Rob's mm, class, take, than... take Jolie's class, uh, and uh, see the Seltzer Hour on its final Monday night, tomorrow night, or I guess it would be tonight when this podcast comes out, the 29th at 9 p.m. Uh, to me and a fun group of people um, making you laugh. Uh, and then the show moves uh, to Tuesdays at 10 p.m. starting June 6th, the date of Rob's class. Yep. Jolie, you had something else? I'm at Joel Sauce. At J-O-L Sauce. Cool. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.